Feels Lab presents The Bring It Up Show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number one, our introductions. My name Hello. is Eric Anchor, I'm and I... <laughs> Chelsea. Chelsea Balzer. And that's Chelsea Balzer. Hi. Chelsea, why don't you tell everybody what you're all about? Oh, okay. So this is The Bring It Up Show. It's a production of Big Feels Lab. I am a therapist and a writer and an educator and an artist. Eric. I am Eric Anker. I am a professor of critical thinking as well as an equal opportunity consultant for the U.S. government. We've both done a lot of stuff. And one of the things we're both passionate about is communication. Communication. I like to get into the mm-hmm. weeds of conversation mm-hmm. and know what kinds of phrases are going to be more useful to people as they try to get information across. I'm also trying to reintroduce empathy as a tool for understanding other people and not necessarily an emotion in and of itself, but as, yes. a, as a way to get information and gather data. I love Emotional this. intelligence is not a soft, fuzzy thing. Emotional intelligence is badass. Necessary. It's it's matrix, man. It's it's <laughs> matrix. matrix. It's matrix level information <gasps> to be able to see see past the bullshit. I love it, and I'm I'm really here for connection. I mean, for me, that's the center of all my work. It's we've recorded this season, and it's been really fascinating to see how it plays out. One thing that we address in at least one episode is that you know you and I work toward different audiences we face yes. differently right so we all of our work is geared toward liberation yes I'm, i use i love the word liberation um agency right and so um feminist work intersectional feminism is a consideration um anti-racist work and um all of these things are things that are on our mind as we're taking these calls. And we're also taking calls from folks who are a part of dominant groups. And yeah. it really is difficult when somebody comes from a dominant perspective or a dominant mm-hmm. positioning, a dominant identity. And that's kind of where I come in because I really needed to get out of Alaska when I was <laughs> 18. So I joined the military to make that happen and have, have stayed in touch with that milieu look we're all ultimately working with the same basic needs the same tender hearts the same vulnerability and so the yeah exactly like how do we meet people where they are and help them see that the differences aren't so great Mm -hmm. but there were times where you know what was something that happened where you know we're talking about how fear or stereotypes can yeah. actually lean both ways. Like, yeah. is it fair to have a stereotype? You know, and I'm thinking, well, I'm going to make generalizations about cis white men. And you're like, well, but also stereotypes are what allow a lot of people to justify their violence. And so that became tough. And those are tensions that we're willing to enter into. And I think it's important for us to state that you know, we are going to, as creating a platform for ourselves, we know that that means accountability will be a part of it. Yes. So we're trying to be transparent. And and, and we invite our audience to also hold us accountable. If you feel like we let a gross behavior or a gross <laughs> paradigm float too far right. in a conversation, let us know. If you, if you right. think that we push somebody too hard and limit their ability to be vulnerable by judging them. And so, yes, we are here to make those mistakes in front of you. And to be a creator is to move toward humiliation. Yes. So those are some things that we wanted to share with you. Um, and so now then, let's talk about some fun stuff. Oh. Let's talk about how we met. Oh, this is we're good. Start, get this that good. syllabus. Yes. Okay. We met at MIT in a class. We were both taking through the graduate consortium there. 
we were at different universities in Boston and we took this class. Please tell us the name of the class. The class title <laughs> is Changing Life, colon. colon, Reading the Intersections of Gender, Race, Biology, and Literature. So we got a four-body problem here. I don't know. I, the I got an A, and I don't know what the class was about. I, I don't know how you got an A. You <laughs> would Because you would call me and be like, I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> like 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 six weeks into the semester, you're like, I don't know what this Do class you, is about. I don't know I, what... This is a 26-page... Single-spaced, everybody. With like drop-downs, Are there any pictures? No. That, no. There, this there is, is a, this actually is, a weird picture this is on the a, front. This of... is a paper syllabus with drop-down menus. How does that even work? I, you figure it out. But there's... <laughs> this, a, there's Oh, like one assignment was like create another class. There's a, an assignment called Treasure Hunt that is basically a test about how well you know the syllabus. <laughs> So learning the syllabus itself was a homework assignment in this. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, and let's let's take a moment to say there were two professors in this class and one of them was your advisor. Yes, my advisor, Peter Taylor, uh, incredible man, basically built and quarterbacked the entire critical thinking program program at University of Massachusetts, Boston. Mm -hmm. He recently passed away. um, He was an incredible man. And. Yeah, he was. I'm still kind of. Still, I'm still kind of working through that. That, uh, that. That's the whole thing. It was not long but, ago. Um, his his kind of contributions, we're which flipping are, through this are immense. Right his immense contributions. His his making critical thinking a field of study unto itself mm-hmm. uh, that you could get a master's degree in. All his amazing work and his high level of intellect. Mm-hmm. Just talking to him, you were overwhelmed with how smart he was. Just and I think a none really of it takes sweet away, person. None of it takes away from how absurd the syllabus is. <laughs> this is absurd. This syllabus is madness. There's a page that's just handwriting. It's, it's not page. even legible. I don't know. It's a scanned page. <laughs> it's just handwriting. What and has it's, frustrated it's somehow you? less I don't than single space. What this is. <laughs> This is like someone else's student evaluation of the course. This is a really beautiful attempt to be holding themselves accountable. And as well as Mary Bain Campbell, who we did not speak to. Yes. They were just so hilarious and warm and brilliant together. And I remember meeting with her separately outside of the class. I was having a really hard time adjusting to life in Boston. So competitive. Everybody was just really there to get something on their resume, right? Yep. So she... She took time to meet with me, and um, so we were really lucky to have them. And yeah, the, we just this spotted was, each other right off. We just we did. I walk. <laughs> I think I think I spotted Chelsea on the floor, and I was like, "That's my kind of person." How did I get on the floor? You <laughs> were waiting for someone to come massage you. <laughs> you were, That's how we met. You were just bait. You were just massage bait, and I think I totally fell for it. I, I think, feel like you you were wearing that really colorful hat inside. Yeah, I wore in I wore beanie, I wore beanies inside. Sometimes. It was really not a beanie. It had like a big pom pom on the top of it. I don't think we can call it a beanie. Hey, cuteness is a craft. You were very cute, and we knew right away that's our person. And so he, we just uh, started doing what we do, which is what we're going to do on this show. Well, yeah, what we do has evolved and grown into something that we hope is useful and productive yes. for. For us and for the people who call in and, and for the people that listen to this. So yes. thank you. We do want to. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I mean, it, with the level of trust that it requires to make an anonymous call. They are anonymous in that people write to us and send us their questions and then they choose a pseudonym most of the time. But um, 
folks were, you know, just so generous with sharing their stories. And, um, and in that, like this, some of these mm-hmm. conversations do get, some of these conversations get heavy. do get heavy. They get heavy. And I wanted to say too, you know, I work as a therapist. This is not therapy. This and, is and not therapy. The reason I say it's not therapy is I'm approaching it differently. You know, this is really based on we're trying to get information about how to bring up a conversation. We're both influenced by nonviolent communication. We're not necessarily operating strictly from that right. modality. But in the sense that therapy requires us to open to clients in a, in a broader sense, this is really about helping people have conversations. Yeah. Because part of our activism is increasing skill and desire hopefully for these kinds of conversations for authenticity authenticity because when we bring our truth our truest truth is about ourselves it's about our needs it's about our experience our lived experience and so when we meet other people with the willingness to share that we're actually offering them more power and agency in the conversation it's about consent and when we're not clear and we're not communicating openly people don't necessarily know um, what we're up to and they don't necessarily know what they're signing on for when we have right. relationships right. or when we collaborate or in business with and this people. is what lying and obfuscation yes. have in common with each other is that they mm-hmm. fail to give people full consent yes over what they're getting right in and any given moment a lot of biased worldviews are about incomplete truths yes and so you'll notice in some of our conversations we may not <laughs> we may not corner somebody Who's coming with biased theories the, the and ideologies? Because the needs are innocent. The behaviors are not necessarily Thank innocent. Thank you for that, Chelsea. Thank you needs for that. The needs are innocent. The behaviors not necessarily. Yes. And our episodes are basically a call with a person, mm-hmm. or there might be a voicemail episode where we listen to a voicemail and right. we assess, have a conversation we have about a conversation that. About uh, that. If, we ha- if, we, if we do a live call, we will follow up with a second episode mm-hmm. called a hot wash because the, the calls are always about the caller. Right. And so what's going on with us and between us, we get to in the hot wash. So tell us what is a hot wash fun. again? How does that term, where does that a term hot come wa- from? A hot wash is a military term about <laughs> after you do a big exercise, you make sure all the communication systems are running. You make sure all the cars are starting up. You make sure all the planes can take off. After you do that exercise to make sure everything's working, you will do a hot wash to, to talk about what debrief. It, it's like a debrief to mm. talk about what went well and what didn't go well. Right. And so that is what we're going to do with Those our are conversations. Super helpful. I was so glad we decided to do that because there were a lot of moments where I wanted to sort of insert more of my understanding of a certain issue, but I recognized that the caller was needing to move forward, and so it provided a really good opportunity for us to sort of further explore ideas and, and hold each other accountable and hold ourselves accountable. Cause it got tense, you know, and like there were moments where you and I are disagreeing and then we're like, well, we should probably just bring it back to the caller. Cause now they're yeah, listening yeah, yeah, to yeah. us. There's a couple, <laughs> couple great episodes where we have to tell the caller though. This is between me and Chelsea Mommy right now. Mommy and daddy are <laughs> fighting right now. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So I really valued those and this was a lot of fun. Anything else that we should cover in this introductory episode? Check us out, you know. Follow, out. follow Big Feels Lab. We're up to a lot of stuff. We're trying to get stuff done. We're making, uh, we're making real Start more real conversations. And thanks for listening. Musical talent is Ben Cronberg at SoundFart.com. The Bring It Up Show is produced by Chelsea Balzer on Instagram at Big Feels Lab and Eric Anker on Instagram at Critical Empathy.